Today is Wednesday, June 13th, and the Yankees have just split a series with the Washington Nationals. Two game sets, really, really not satisfying that we can just walk away and now it's a split. Some good things, some bad things, a lot of things to talk about. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Caps galore for weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. All right, thank you guys for joining in and listening. Really appreciate it. We're going to talk about the Yankees winning a game. And then losing a game to the Washington Nationals. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from Northern California for the last time in a while. I actually leave tomorrow morning to go to Utah and then New Jersey for two months. And my co-host Jake is coming to you from Denver, Colorado. Sitting, are you sitting on a pillow? I'm sitting on a chair. Sitting on a chair. Okay. What's up, Jake? How you doing? How you doing, Jimmy? How are you? Good, good. Do you think what I just did was rude? Like half, yeah. but the, the listening audience doesn't know yet. Yeah, okay. Um, but, y- yeah, hey, hey, Jimmy, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess, no, we were, <laughs> I thought we had a spoken agreement. It looks like you threw that out of <laughs> You, you threw that out instantly. Uh, Jimmy's cackling because I had a bit of a health scare today that had to do with uh, part, part of my lower region. I, was, I will say, if we want to put a sports twist on this, and we, again, we shouldn't go into details, details, but like this must happen with athletes and stuff. Like you, The lower body injury I had today, you can get from working out, you can get from going to the bathroom a lot like this has to be something athletes get that they either have like an instant athlete cure or do teams just be like oh, body injury and then we just speculate and make crap up yeah i don't know do you remember when um the the asian reliever i'm gonna i was gonna guess his last name but i can't but he had diarrhea and he was like the media and he didn't realize that in america we find it funny he was just like, I have diarrhea. And all the all the media was like laughing. He was like, what's, <laughs> what's so funny? He's on the Phillies forever. Reliever, he had like a classic beard. I don't know. You have the internet. Whatever. People know who I'm talking about. Sure. If I just type. That, that, a, that's not what I had. But I don't know. You keep I, saying but a lot. Chan Ho yeah. Park. Anyway, yeah. Jake and I had an agreement before we went on air that. You know, I asked him, hey, are we going to talk about this as fodder? And we're like, nah, if it comes up naturally. And then I immediately yeah. brought it up. You, and said, you opened with I opened with you sitting on a pillow. I didn't plan it. It came. It just came out. I didn't, yeah. like, know I was going to sabotage you. It made me laugh a lot. It put the audience kind of in a blind spot. They probably don't even like it or care. But I, I got joy out of me being mean. So let's move on to Yankees baseball, I guess. Are you I, ready? I guess. I, I guess. Uh, I guess. I guess. So the Yankees won one and lost one. We're coming off the loss, which is always tough for podcast day and for listeners. Listeners are usually 
got less listeners that tune in after a loss than after a win. So if you don't want to hear us after a loss, at least subscribe and download and then, you know, just like, and then listen also. I mean, or we can just keep opening with, you know, good stuff after a loss, like my things wrong with my butt. Oh, so now we're confirming it's your butt. Yeah, we can say that. Remember when our roommate thought his junk was twisting up inside of him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he asked his mom <laughs> to see, and she was like, no, son, I don't want to see your nope. testicles. He went <laughs> he went to the doctor. He's like, doc, I think my nuts are trying to off themselves from my body. They're twisting off me. It hurts so bad. And the doctor took a look and a fondle and said, you're totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, no, these are just your balls, son. <laughs> What an all-time uh, – okay. Yankees lost ooh, one and won Yankees. one. Yankees, yes. Yankees lost a game and won a game, Jacob. Oh, that's, not yes. your, that's not your real name. Nope. First, let's get into some stuff before you burn. Let's. We got two topics sure. we said we wanted to talk about. One, Gary got benched for both games. A little timeout session, a little reboot, a little recess. I love Gary. I believe in Gary. Not upset. Um, about this, don't I think it was fine. I think last year it got put put in timeout because he was terrible defensively, which now we can kind of look back on and say, oh no, they signed Sonny Gray and Jaime Garcia, and you made me catch them back to back without ever catching them before, and those dudes just spike balls. Right. And, and in time, we didn't realize that was the situation. Like it was kind of tough, but he did get timeout. This isn't a punishment. That was kind of a punishment last year. Like, dude, get your shit together. Hmm, maybe it is in the same way. I think it's this one's more of a punishment. No, this is this is a a classic manager bench move off day the day after that. Booney just doubled down, which I, I kinda liked. And he was like, Hey, we off day, two games set. You know what, Gary? You're you're in the clear, dude. So you're he, full reset. He did Fact, iPhone factory reset. He did with he did this with Didi in the midst of Didi slump too, right? I believe so. I see. I was scared to say that because you pretended he didn't play in the doubleheader day, and now I was scared to touch DD at all. But I'm pretty sure he did back to back DD days off, DD days off, DD days off. I think he did as well. I think it was two days. Who's Barry Badgernath? Who's Barry Badgernath? It's frustrating. The bubble. The bubble. It's frustrating. You didn't. <laughs> uh oh. Did you freeze? Okay, you're good. Yeah. How many people do you think? know the movie references we do zero right there's like one and a half um <laughs> beer beer fest ones have to be kind of tough but beer fest good movie when we were in high school jake and i watched it when we were in tampa in spring training we put it on for my little brother and we're like yeah this movie's funny and doesn't live up it was pretty bad i'm saying the test so i'm fine with gary getting benched and having a couple days off i think we i think he did it with dd i was trying to look that up to confirm but i don't know um now, Didi, now Gary's got to come out swinging. Like, use this time wisely, Gary. It's like when you, you – know, did you learn your lesson? Did you think about what you've done? Well, it's kind of it's, – it's like this is like baseball and golf are the only two sports that really if, – if you're slumping, there's the two schools of thought. It's either you go totally hands off and it's like, yeah, clear your head for a couple days, come back and, and figure it out. Or it's like, like they asked Paul O'Neill, if I knew I was getting these two off days, I would be in the cage going nut job. And it's like, yes, we know that, Paul. We know that. But thank you for confirming. Um, 
He's fantastic in the booth, by the way. I oh, yeah. love Paul. I've fallen head over heels for Paul O'Neill. Like the CB Buckner clip. Yes. Like that. So good. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Didi didn't play May 19th and May 20th versus Kansas City. And he came. Okay. So he came out of that, got a hit, a hit, a hit, and then went three games without a hit, and then multi hit game, multi hit game, hit, hit, multi hit game. So he came out of that. Um, didn't come out on fire, but definitely wasn't slumping the same. So hopefully Gary does the same because Gary is good. I mean, Jack Curry put out a whole thing. was like, don't give up on Gary Sanchez. And um, people are like, no one's giving up on him. And it's not true. I've, I've seen, I've had more tweets sent my way about send Gary to AAA, make him the backup and, um, or try to trade him. Then then you should ever, ever see Gary should play every day. Romine is doing good. Uh, Romine kind of fading off. Not really, but whatever. Gary's good. I agree with the benching, right? I think we both agree. Yeah, I I think uh, a lot of players. I, I don't know. It's uh, we're 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 going to talk more about managerial style than I think I I think we expected coming into this. But yeah, I think off how you do off days and things like that. I think there's a lot of. There's some managers that are play through it, figure it out. Everyone's going to slump. You know, it's, I'll go to a basketball term now, you know, the only, you, you got to shoot your way out of a slump to get it going. Um, and I think Boone showed that he's a big fan of the, you know what, clear, clear your head for a couple of days. Take, take a couple of days off. If, if you want to think about baseball, cool. If you don't even better. Um, yeah. Like Paul so, O'Neill said, he'd be in the cage going crazy, which is, we know, right. like you said, some players, which is fine, it's still helpful. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that a player who gets two days off and completely doesn't touch a bat is bad because sometimes you may just need like a mental break. Yeah, but you'd like to see guys working <laughs> more than not working, I guess. Um, all right, the other topic we wanted to talk about before we get into burn and awards was Drury. Finally had some quotes that I've been yearning for. I don't know how many times on this podcast I've said, is he satisfied down there? Is he just comfortable? Like what's going on? Is he upset? Is he just happy to have vision again? He's not happy. Comes out. We got some articles, some quotes. Like I don't belong down here. And you know what? He's right. I don't know what the hell the situation is, but I'm glad to find out that Drury is like, this is fucked. Yeah, man, and that's I. I've kind of been saying that, like, because there was never the official quote, <laughs> and you know, it's been it's been like a fun thing on Yankees Twitter, like, oh, Brandon Drury sets the the Rail Riders record for most <laughs> consecutive games on base. And now he's now he, he's hit his tipping point, which I feel like he should, <laughs> where he's like, yeah, because I'm a major league. <laughs> <laughs> you traded for me. I could be starting in Arizona right now. What the fuck? Yeah, I could be starting on a lot of teams. Um, I, he's, he's telling himself that if he didn't go full blind, though, he'd still be the Yankees third baseman right now. That's what and, I, I wrote my tra- – would you would would you trade sight an MLB starter for vision and no MLB job? Like do you think right now he's like, fuck, I wish I was still a blurry-eyed fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Dealt with it for six years. 
Uh, I mean, I don't know how he fits up because he's an everyday player and there, there's no spot for an everyday player. Anduar is on this team. <laughs> uh, so I, we'll see how it plays out. I make no guesses because then people are going to come back and tell me I'm wrong. And it's like, yeah, dude, I didn't say that with confidence. I have no idea how the jury situation plays out. I can't even really take a guess. Yeah, I think it's the Yankees have been just kind of prepared for the first injury at basically second, third, first, or kind of in, the, I guess not really in the outfield. Um, yeah. You hope an injury doesn't happen, but that seems like the only thing that's like, okay, cool. Now we know what to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think so here's the thing that that doesn't overlap in my head is that it's kind of clearly hit that point where I think both sides are like, we kind of got to move on. <laughs> like there's not really going to be a spot for Drury unless there was like potentially a bad injury, which we won't talk about. He's a great guy to have down in case of an injury. I don't know if the Yankees are really going to try and move him, but they have to be fielding offers for him. Yeah, but so that's the thing. Like right now, his value is nothing. And I mean, that's where the Cashman value side of things come into play. Like no no team is going to pay even what the Yankees paid for Drury this offseason just because he's hitting in AAA. They're going to say, hey, you know, it it's not our bad. You can't get this guy in the field. So... I, I think it's the other GMs like, hey, you, you can let this thing manifest and boil over into a problem or, you know, we'll offer you this or whatever it may be. But, I mean, other teams aren't going to pay for Drury right now just because, you know, Dr- if Cashman comes in with, oh, his eyesight's better and he's been raking in AAA, they're going to say, no, don't care. Don't care. All right. So, Gary situation we agree with. Drury situation, we're baffled by in a fun way, but it's kind of getting not fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go on to Jakey's Burns. Only two games. Jakey's Burns, are you ready? Jakey's Burns are brought to you by Patreon. Fucking sh- damn it, Jimmy. You're, you're so- idiot, man. Dude, I'm you're- so dumb. You know what it is? Yeah. Like, we recorded um, last from the past earlier today, and we almost got caught having all the conversations we just had then, like, oh, save it for the podcast. I genuinely just enjoy talking Yankees. And when the podcast starts, all I think about is, okay, let's go. Let's talk about your hemorrhoids. And instead, Mm. I got to do the Patreons. All right. Let's see who the latest Patreons are and who we can thank for subscribing we got do 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 Vaca, Andrew, Rafari, Brandon, Pierce. Those are our latest ones since our last episode. Subscribers to support the show. If you want to support the show, you can do it at any amount of money per month you want at patreon.com slash talking yanks. If you do two dollars or more, you get some pride award rewards. You get your name put into a raffle the end of each month wins an affordable jerseys raffle you get to view the podcast live as we record it and you get it earlier before i edit it and put it out you get it right away you also get to support the show and help us out so thank you very much the whole episode is brought to you by those guys i just said our patreon supporters and now let's go into jakey's burn burn 
burn, Jakey, burn. Disco Inferno. You're so bad at that. I have no rhythm. I told you, I'm like Steve Martin in The Jerk. You wish. Got the gray hair. You have the hair. That's it. Yeah. All right, let's go. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game one, Yankees, Nats, CC versus Tanner. You're going to hear me roar. Katy Perry, bottom two. Gr- gr- Gregorius, the Gregorius, D-I-D-I-O-O. Hey, man, I got to tell you what. We went Katy Perry, Biggie reference to turn into Nelly. If I had the three of them, I'd put them in the backfield. I formation every play. What was that all about? one nothing Yankees. Austin Romine sack fly. Well, the Nats didn't even know. They're an NL team. So it's 2 nothing Yanks. It would stay that way until the bottom of the sixth when Didi does it again. Oh, my God. Please don't do the Biggie Nelly Gruden thing again. 3 nothing Yanks, which would end up being the final. CeCe goes 5.2 scoreless to Chad, to Deli, to Chappie as the Yankees take game one. That's it. Hard, hard hit and quick and easy one. It was a nice quick hard game. Hitting. Hard hit. It was. Hard hit and quick and easy. That's your uh that's your Tinder bio, right? Ooh. Zing. <laughs> zing. Gotcha. Um that was I don't even know like what topics to talk about this game. That was like just a nice, easy baseball game. Didi's back. Right? But- That's why I put in like a whole Gruden thing in there, because there wasn't a ton to talk about. Yeah, it's uh the the DD multi homer game, I saw a stat on that. Like he, DD's multi homer game, it was like more than Jeter or something. I don't know if that was a season or like ever, or whatever it was. Um, Bryce Harper got yeah, hit twice. For like a, funny. Yeah, Harper Harper getting hit twice in like a series where you could kind of feel he wanted to show. You know, if he does end up coming to New York or something like that. Uh, he wanted to show the fans, and then he gets plunked twice. It's like, come on. Come on, guys. Um, trying to impress you. But, uh, yeah, Harper gets hit twice. Um, I don't know. CC looked okay. Swag Green looked good. Um, the Nats are a good team, correct? They were, they were injured for a while. Oh, how about Daniel Murphy? I know it was his first game back. I was so intrigued by his at-bats. Okay. He was taking Todd Frazier versus Verlander swings. You know, that, that gif that they like where Todd's like Verlander throws a curveball and Todd just tries to touch it to foul it off, but he missed completely. So it looks like a terrible effort and bad swing. That's what Daniel Murphy was doing to everyone. And it was almost like he was just looking to get his rhythm back because his first game back more than trying to hit the ball. Like, Dellen Batansis threw him about five nasty curveballs in a row, and he just fouled him off, fouled him off until Dellen put one in the dirt and got him to swing over it. Daniel Murphy was doing some weird stuff. Uh, his swing is old school. He's just a contact kind of guy, I guess. Kind of. I mean, he's he has such a funny skew, skewed look in New York sports fan because, I mean, Francesa used to just kill him. And, <laughs> and, kill then, him. and then Daniel Murphy became a world beater. He became a stud for the past couple seasons. Um, but yeah, these were his, his first at bats of the season and they clearly looked at it. <laughs> and I think Paul O'Neill was like trying to say it in the nicest way he's could. He's like, yeah, sometimes you come back and you, you're not ready. <laughs> like you think you're ready and then you get in there and you are not ready. Um, Josh totally told us a story about how Francesa crushed him once and then behind the scenes did a nice favor for him like afterwards. 
how much favors do you think Francesa has done to Murphy? Because he like he used to crush Daniel Murphy when he was a Met. I bet. Yeah, was... Francesa's probably paying for one of his kids' college tuition or something. Like, sorry, man. Sorry, man. Here you go. Kind of ran him out of town. Yeah. Kind. Yes. <laughs> yes. He kind of did, and he. So it's either that, and Francesa's super nice to him now, or. Like Daniel Murphy plays with the anger, the fire of a hundred suns because of everything Francesca did. So it's one of those, maybe you owe him in some way or the other. I don't know. Yeah. Francesca has some stories though, like Steinbrenner stories. Remember Steinbrenner died and all those came out. My favorite was Stein. They called this rookie up to pitch for the Yankees and he just did terrible. And Steinbrenner didn't send him back down to triple A, just straight up cut him, just cut him. Um, it's like a, it's like a Johnny Lasagna comes up, pitches, does terrible, and instead of sending him back to Double A or Triple A, they just cut him. Steinbrenner did that just to send a message. And when Steinbrenner died, that guy came out and said, "No, I love George Steinbrenner, um, but I was I wasn't going to make it in baseball. I have a great life now. I got married, and the day of my marriage, I got a check in the mail for more money than I had made that year." from Steinbrenner who just wished me a good, like happy marriage. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, cool stories. Not whenever, bad. Yeah. Cool stories. Whenever happen. All right, let's move on to game two. And then like awards will take us into individual performances as always. Cause like we said, game one was just a nice, there wasn't much going on. Game two is a lot more stuff going on. Are you ready? Uh, I think so. I think so. Am I ready? Am I ready? Uh, bing, bong, bong, ba, ding, bang, bang, ding, bang, yeah, I think so. All right. On your mark, get set, burn. Game two, Eric Fetty versus Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray comes out looking like a guy with a 7-2-2 ERA at home. A lot of nibbling. Pretty lucky to only give up one run in the first on an Anthony Rendon. Sack fly. Good goatee on Rendon. His wife loves that. But the Yankees answer in the bottom of the first with a judge sack fly. 1-1 one, one after one. How about that? Bottom two, bird is the word. I don't care that you played first base, Drury. It's 2-1 skanks until Giancarlo. Single RBI, judge scores 3-1. Yankees are going to get another sweep, right? Wrong. Sonny was cruising after his ugly first inning. Then 19-year-old Juan Soto might be a name you want to write down, folks. He hits a, a tough home run to left field. They listed it at 338 feet. It looked about 320. It just snuck out. Apo Taco, give him credit. We play in the same stadium. That was a three-run homer. That really took the wind out of the sails. But at bottom five, here comes Glaber Torres saying, oh, 19, that's cute. I was supposed to be up last year. Here's a home run, 435. <laughs> Almost clears the left field bullpen. We'll talk about why that's important in a second. But it's 4-4. We're talking these comeback yanks. We're going to come back, get another one. No, the 19-year-old Soto comes back again. Homer's to right center. You can't make this up. Glaber goes 435. Soto goes 436 over the right field bullpen. 5-4 Yank or 5-4 Nats, excuse me. Uh, the Yanks looked like they were poised to rally. Bird had a leadoff double. Um, they, Nats had that kind of weird throwing uh Miller guy. He came in and looked mean inning and a half. Uh I don't know. The magic ran out. The Yanks went gray to Shreve to Robertson to Holder. Shreve is going to be the storyline again, which is kind of unfair. And, hey, the the Nats didn't play great baseball. I think they left four or five outs on the bases. 
Um, but the Nats won 5-4. They, they split the two-game set. 5-4. You're full ground height. Yeah. This was a fun game. I wish we would have won it because I, cause I would have looked back on it lovingly. Instead, I look back on it kind of like, damn it. Uh, all the pickoffs, the stolen, the run stolen uh, or thrown out stealing, the home runs. I, I would have loved to win this game. Obviously, you want to win every game, but I, I think there was. I think it was a fun game. The first one was a good crisp baseball game. This one kind of had some silly shit going on. It was. It was the first game we lost this year. Shout out to K, KT Sharp, KT Stats. Um, First game the Yanks lost this year when they've been tied or better after the seventh inning or something like that. Yeah, it felt like a, a, a comeback was coming. It just really, yeah. it really felt like it. So, um, do we let awards bring us into individual things? Is there anything else on this game we want to talk about? Uh, I, I guess we could circle around it with awards and stuff. All right, yeah, there's only two games, so let's just get into awards right away. Miss awards are brought to you by. AffordableJerseys.com. Head to AffordableJerseys.com. Pick up a Yankees jersey. Any Yankees jersey you want. They got them without names. Kid in the left field. First row. Bouncing ball. Came to him. He tried to catch it. He bobbled it. Bounced all, bounced to his right. He tried to scoop it with his right hand. He slapped at it. Bobbled it again. Passed it to the guy to his left like a hot potato. He doesn't get the ball. I want to know why he had a name on the back of his jersey. Doesn't deserve it. Wow. They don't have him on the field, kid. Don't have it in, wow. don't have it in the stands. AffordableJerseys.com. They don't have them on the back. $99 cheapest official Yankee jersey you can get without a name on the back. The Majestic Cool Base. Home away. Go get it. Support support them. Support us. And get a jersey. Awards, Jake. If you don't know, now you know. We do Pride of the Yankees. We do Yankee Motherfucker. And then we do regular old awards. We get two each. You're up first with your Pride of the Yankees, I believe. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. Me? I thought it was you. I feel like we're mixing this up every time now. How I, is this happening? I will gladly go first. Okay. Wait, I, um, I got sent the awards today. Do you want me to check? We could. We could. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Will. I was going to say his last name, but I don't think I will. Tracks the awards for us. They're so much funnier on paper when I look back at them. Like, what? That's what we gave? Yeah. So Will tracked it. Let's see what we got here. Do, 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 do. This is some music to put in the empty space while I search this. Jake, you gave the Mad Hops Award to Bird last year. Last Okay, so Jake went first with Brett Gardner. Then I went with the entire oh. bullpen. How about that? Well, you're always on top, actually. I think I went first with the entire bullpen. My car keys. Yeah, because I went fixed wings or for losers. Then you went worst five times all-star. So you're up, dude. You're a word. I don't know. I still don't believe it. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'll go. Um, Man, it's another kind of awkward one. How about. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to Sir Didi. Why not? Um, nice. The two homers we, we talked about. Uh, he was in a serious slump for the whole month of May and, and the start of June. Um, man, he, and here's, here's the play that I'll 
around the home Ethan. Say, say that again. And I think say, it does. It, say that again, Brooke. Uh, Didi played some great defense tonight. There's there's some good podcast stuff. Nice. I, when I said it, before, it sounded so much cooler, but ruin that. Not my fault. Uh, no, and he he came up and he was supposed to be he was a slick glove contact bat. Uh, whatever they got out of him hitting wise was what they got out of him. Uh, he showed it. He showed it this series. He had a couple really nice plays. Um, and yeah, he had the two the two solo shots in the first game. He's on pace right now to um at, for about a thirty home run season, which is kind of what he what he was doing last year. If he didn't get hurt for that period of time, so. Um, I thought Paul O'Neill summed it up well when he said either Didi stays hot the rest of the year and you think, man, if he didn't have that slump, kind of like we think about Judge's 2017 season, or Didi's going to have an up-and-down season where you're going to have to ride these hot streaks hard and hope they really help us. Uh, Paul O'Neill said that in the booth today, and I was like, yes, we'll see. I root for the he's good the rest of the way. That's my personal what I'm voting for. Yeah, you want so you're on the record saying you want Didi to be good the rest of the way. Officially, yes, that's what I'm. Okay. That's what I'm down for. Yeah, I mean the the other thing I was tweeting it out. He uh, he has more walks this year than he had all of last season. So he's clearly doing something, uh, either seeing the ball better or doing something at the plate where he's he's taking some taking some better pitches. And yeah, a good a good defensive shortstop that has the ability to hit thirty home runs would have been, I don't know. That's baseball went nuts for A Rod, <laughs> Garcia, Pablo, Jeter when they first came up. It was like a it was like a revolution in baseball, and now um, you know people have a top ten shortstop debate with Gregorius every day on Twitter. So oh yeah, that's um, it would uh and yeah the the whole talk especially with Bryce Harper floating around is the Yankees need and a huge lefty bat, and I don't know. I, I think Didi and another guy who will probably get mentioned soon, um, they, they can be those lefty bats, and they can be pretty good. So, Yep. All right, my pride of the Yankees, are you ready? I think so. Goes to the big man, CC Sabathia. Who? CC Sabathia, Captain Crunch Killer. He was my other guy. Yeah, I was glad you didn't take him. 5.2 innings pitched. Zero earned runs, four hits. One of the hits was what knocked him out of the game. Well, tiny little dribbler that Boone comes out. He was at like 103 pitches, so that was his last batter. What? Wasn't that your Tinder profile? 103 pitches? Tiny little dribbler. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Spot on. Yeah. Um, it was funny when Boone came to take CC out. He was like, what am I going to do about that, man? Like, come on. He didn't beat me. It's a little, little ass dribbler. Uh, but CC's been good. His last three games: seventeen point two innings pitched, five earned runs, two point five five ERA, three wins, zero losses. So he did go through a little tough stretch, but he's been pretty good now. I mean, the Nationals are a good team. Houston, Toronto, Washington. Last three games, three, three solid performances. Actually, Houston wasn't that solid on its own, but combined, that's seventeen decent innings i love watching cc pitch well we like when cc pitches well yeah we enter every season assuming cc is going to win 30 games yeah why would you not you'd be a fool to not he got his fifteen thousand fifteen hundredth strikeout as a yankee they put it on the board the whole stadium started cheering 
Stacy was like, what the fuck? What are you guys cheering about? Turned around and looked at the board and was like, oh, okay. 1500 <laughs> cool. strikeout. Cool. Threw the ball into the dugout. He's like, I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah. Ball. I'll give um, that, I'll give that to my aunt in Vallejo and she'll put it yeah. on her mantle. Cause I don't give a fuck about if that ball. Torres wants to show it to the AAA guys next time he goes down or something. Uh, I don't know. Look what CC gave me guys. Look what CC gave me. <laughs> You're going to love this. You're going to love this. That is a little brother, uh, personality trait, which, you know, everyone keeps saying that as a compliment, not that's in the award tracker that made me, my, it made myself laugh. I was looking at the past awards and it, it was uh, every compliment about you is an insult from four episodes ago, Tereus. So shout out to me making myself laugh. Go me go. CC's my pride. Jake, you're up with your Yankee motherfucker. You Yankee motherfucker. My Yankee mother fluffer. And man, this, this is going to be a whole thing. I didn't know how I was going to go about this. Excited. Um, a whole thing, you say. It's a whole thing, and you'll see why soon. It's Aaron Hicks. Wow. Noted, and you're a noted Aaron Hicks lover. I'm, well, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, I'm an Aaron Hicks flip-flopper. Um, Call him so sandals. He, he, came up, he came up in what, the, the seventh or the eighth, uh, runners on, and I saw someone, someone tweeted out, and I was like mad at them at first. They were like, "Oh, Yankees should have a rally here, but Aaron Hicks is up, so we don't." <laughs> and I, I was like, "Okay, that's a little too harsh." But I, part of me secretly liked it. So Jimmy, I decided to get into the numbers. Wow. Which I know, which I know isn't normally our thing, but I said, "Let let me look at some Aaron Aaron Hicks advanced stats." And I I hope your your boy Dedario is listening because I'm coming at him. Ooh, oh, um, the papa. So I, the first stats that came up were clutch stats. Those aren't real. Okay. Um, well, you'll, you'll be able to make these real stats. Um, when the Yankees are ahead and Aaron Hicks is at bat, he, this year he has 91 plate appearances. He's hitting 347 with a 451 OBP, a 111 or yeah, a 112 OPS. Um, so basically Yankees are ahead. He rakes, which cool. Appreciate you. When the Yankees are tied or behind, he is hitting under 200. Uh, when the game is tied in 52 plate appearances this year, he's hitting 114 with a 235 OBP. When the Yankees are behind, He's hitting 217 with a 296 OBP. All right. So those are those are a little. I know that's that's the tip of the iceberg, James. So those those can still be skewed. Well, but are consistent with his career stats. But but how do you put stock into that and not say it's just arbitrary? Like so, what is making him perform difference besides the score? You think Hicks is going up there thinking, oh, we're winning, cool, I'm happy, nothing matters, I'm light and free. Or do you think he's going up there and it's tied or losing and he's worried? Like, is that what you're saying? Do you think the pitchers are, when they're winning, that he's facing worse pitchers? When they're tied or losing, they're facing When are you going to shut your dumb mouth? <laughs> I'm just trying to There's see. There's no way that the Buick Skylock could have left those marks. We'll get there, Jimmy, if you just open your ear holes for once in your life. So let's do it. So there's, um, 
leverage situations. We talked about this with Katie Sharp. They, they measure things high leverage, medium leverage, low leverage. In low leverage at-bats, so I think that's when the game's either out of reach or there's not people on, things of that nature. In low leverage at-bats, Aaron Hicks is hitting 280 with a 392 OBP that the Aaron Hicks all of us loves. Mm-hmm. Medium leverage, so I think the game's a little closer or maybe there's one or, one or two guys on base. He's hitting 242 with a 324 OBP with a 759 OPS. He's kind of the Aaron Hicks we decide to live with. In high leverage at bats, he's hitting 143 with a 286 OBP, 0.476 OPS. So that's showing the situations of the at bats a little bit. And that's showing kind of what we're still talking about there. And then, oh, I mean, I have some stats versus when he faces power finesse pitchers. Um, Verse in 95 at bats plate appearances against finesse pitchers this year, he's hitting 215 with a 319 OBP. Against power pitchers, he's 259, 394 OBP. I would say power I, pitcher suits his style because he just guesses fastball and swings. He's guessing fastball and he wants to walk, and power pitchers have less control. And Jimmy, basically, what all these stats are adding up to is when a pitcher has to pitch to him and he has to swing, he's not a good baseball player. It's it's Tyler Austin plus valuable defense at a good position. And it's it's kind of what the stats are telling you. And doesn't doesn't he have the ridiculous bases loaded stat where he's like oh oh for lifetime or whatever it is or something like that? Um I don't know, man. The what what all these stats are saying is that when he has to be pitched to He's not a he's not a good hitter, and I I think that's what we've been saying kind of this whole time, but we've been talking about kind of cheating baseball, and you know, going to take a lot of pitches, so it kind of works out. But the that post I read on Twitter, it, deep down in my heart of hearts, it was what I was thinking too. I haven't seen this guy when there's runners on first and second, or there's nowhere to really put Hicks. I mean, in my head, things that jump out, I picture him having bases loaded walks. <laughs> like really what jumps out in my head. So I don't know, man, I'm, I'm starting to put him in the, like Tyler Austin's a bad ball hitter. Aaron Hicks is like a take walks when I can batter. I don't know, man. He, he still plays good defense. I know some people online got mad at his throw tonight. Like, that's don't worry so, about that. well, can we, Oh, that's a good point to just get into we were talking about this beforehand this past week. And speaking of that bad Aaron Hicks throw, which even if he made a perfect throw, no way he was getting Adam eaten out from that deep. Any player wasn't our Yankee Yankee fans on Twitter uh, or on Instagram, Facebook. This past week was the lowest of the low of reaching and clawing. You got to reach for that inch, that Al Pacino speech. Like it's a game of inches. They were just like gripping and clawing to try and get these inches of negativity of just like, what can I latch onto that we don't like? And the hive minds are just spinning. And then one person will say something. And then all the other hive mind people will be like, yeah, that's it. When we're first ba- first place ball club on pace to do so many good things with, and like battling through injuries and slumps and still doing it. 
And this week, man, I was crazy in that Hicks throw and some other things. And it's just like, dude, guys, enjoy the games. It's like if we're not winning 10 nothing by the sixth inning, they're not enjoying the game. Enjoy this team, please. Yeah. Even today, the threat that we were going to come back and it looked like we were in a rally and everyone feels like, yeah, it's going to happen again. We're going to come back. That's not a feeling most teams have. Most teams are losing, and they never, ever feel good. This team is so good that even when we were losing, we all felt like, yeah, it's going to happen again. We're going to do it because that's how fun and good this season has been. And, man, I'm like, sometimes people tweet things. I'm like, whoa, you guys are really digging for stuff to be upset about. Yeah. People, people kind of like being upset. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, it, it was really crazy this week. And they want if, – if things fall apart, they want to – I told you so. And say, yeah, oh, yeah, we didn't win the World Series because, you know, Greg Bird is a 240 hitter that hits, you know, 30 home runs. He's the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But this is me telling you that Aaron Hicks is part of the problem. And so I'm, this isn't anything we're going to talk about. But – I saw the people yelling for Clint Frazier per usual. Yeah, well, and that's we, the logical next question that you need to say. Are you saying you'd rather Clint? No, but what I am saying with this surplus of talent, and man, so those those stats are consistent for Hicks last year and this year. And, and stats against pitchers that throw um, like ground ball pitchers are like atrocious. And – I think we see him roll over a lot of pitches. I just, I think coming into this year, we wondered what Aaron Hicks truly was. And I think what the stats and what you're starting to see is that he's got the Austin a little bit. He's not necessarily, his good against other people's good doesn't match up. Like when it's playoff times, I think he's the kind of guy that gets exposed. His defense is super valuable. But people start talking about trading for a pitcher and assets and, you know, who's who's going to be manning what positions in the future. I don't know, man. I You you wonder what a package could be with, with Hicks and another player to get an upgrade at center field, someone that the people believe in. I know, you mean this year? I know, I know that's not a pressing need. I'm just, I'm just saying look at it. Look at it as a team and look at it as a franchise. And if your job as the general manager is you always want to get the team better and looking better for the future. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know what center fielders would even be on the trade market. I, I know as we've talked about, Hicks's defense is the most valuable thing he provides to this team right now. But if there's a player out there, I, I just don't think Aaron Hicks is – Good is really good. All right. That's fine. So I, I don't know. When all these trade talks come up and you've got all these arms and Johnny Lasagna's the ace and, you know, Clint Frazier, what are we going to do with him? If if something came up, I I could see it happening. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Clint's defense is so bad. Like, I don't, people still don't. You can't put him in center field. What? You can't put him in center field. I mean, people talk about. Guardian center and Clinton left. I mean, I'm still not ready for that. No, me neither. So, yeah. You know? I don't think Clint is – unless it's a three-team trade, I don't think anyone's trading for Clint at the deadline this year. No. He's got a year and a half of control, and like you're saying, he's not 
anything special. So any team that's trading a starting pitcher or a pitcher to us isn't going to ask for Hicks in return, in my opinion. My best guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's the GM's job. All right. It depends who else is available. My motherfucker goes to Boone or Rothschild. Wow. Boone Rothschild. Boone Rothschild. <laughs> we lost this game to the Nats for a couple reasons. Sonny didn't help. The, def- the offense didn't get some runners in. But runs on the board. Chase and Shreve gave up a bomb to the 19-year-old. Now... He pitched well besides that one pitch. And I would be like, oh, you can't kill him. He didn't, like, blow up, blah, blah, just one pitch. So I'm not, like, crushing Shreve. I don't think Shreve really blew it. But the the fact of the matter is it was a tie game and Shreve was in for his second inning and they got the go-ahead run off Shreve. If you bring in D-Rop, who you brought into the game later on, so he's available, if you bring in D-Rob, and they beat D-Rob, okay. D-Rob's looked nasty lately. Shreve got us through one inning of tie, tie game. That's awesome. If they beat D-Rob, like, fuck, that's not on you, Boone. D-Rob got beat. But when they beat Shreve in his second inning, and you have D-Rob back there just throwing, it's like, well, what the fuck, man? So my, it's, it's just dumb. It's just dumb to say the go-ahead run was hit off Shreve in the seventh inning of a tie game in his second inning of work. It's just... So I'm not even trying to knock Shreve that much. It's just... There's better options to get beat. I, I know what you're saying. I think... I think this is still partially... Early in the season, new Aaron Boone, new manager Aaron Boone... And we, we mentioned punting games last time, and I think people get really offended by that term. Aaron Boone has shown so far if the Yankees are tied or in a or have or are down a run, he's not putting any of the big boys out there, really. I was surprised he went to D Rob after Shreve when they were down. And, and yeah, that was a little surprising. Um and yeah, you do you do wonder if they were planning on going to him anyways, why not? So I um, so I put a tweet out there. And I said, what's the reasoning here? Because usually I can find reasoning whether I agree with it or I disagree with it. I just need to know that there was some reasoning there. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, so I, I said in parentheses, I said, I'm genuinely, cur- genuinely curious. This I don't just want a thread full of people complaining. And my Twitter followers were awesome because they all gave like actual, like maybe it was this, maybe it was this. And no one was just like, she fucking sucks. Oh, Boone's a fucking idiot. That's your reason. I was like, Oh shit, we can have productive conversations on Twitter. <laughs> Who would have thought? And people yeah. pointed out one is all lefties and Shreve's a lefty. And yeah, there's a little weight to that, but no, because they've never ever treated Shreve as a lefty specialist. All his numbers are better versus righty batters than versus lefty batters. So I actually don't think that was it. The better one was, Chad Dellen Chapman through the game before, and we have uh, Herman start and Lasagna start in the next two days, and the bullpen needs to be rested for that. So I, I I think that would be Shreve. Okay, Shreve just looked good versus their best hitters, Murphy, Harper. 
He just looked good. If we can get another inning out of him and save the meat of our bullpen for these next two games when we're most likely really going to need them, that would be great. They didn't get an inning because Shreve gave up the lead. But that's at least some reasoning I can hang on to and be like, okay, that's might have been what he was thinking. I'm not happy with it. I'm giving him motherfucker. I disagree with it. I would have rather Holder and save D-Rob and all the other guys. Um, but so that's my motherfucker. That's my thoughts on that whole thing. It sucks to say, oh, we were tied in the seventh. They hit a go-ahead home run to to win it. That ended up being the difference maker. And you say, oh, who'd they hit it off? And then you have to say, Chase and Shreve. That shouldn't be a situation that we are in. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think, again, late, later in the season when if, if things are still tight with the Sox, I, I think things would play out kind of like you said. Um but yeah, I think I think people are right with the 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 two young guys pitching. You're gonna want as many arms fresh as you can. And my thing is, you know, if you know th- those guys can still blow a game, Robertson could still blow a game. I know you you'd rather go down with your bigger guys, but if that does happen, then you find yourself in the next series. And oh, Robertson pitched two innings yesterday; he's out. Chad Green's already pitched twice this week, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, I get it, and and I. I think it's the difference between early regular season baseball and later in the year slash postseason baseball. Um, I know every game matters, blah blah blah. But you, there, it's it's kind of a move that a team that's like forty two and twenty. That's kind of a move they make. Yeah. Hey, our our one of our back end guys in there. Oh, it's a tied game. It's all lefties. Yeah, run run it. Yep. All right. On to our good old regular awards. I get two. You get two. I go first. No, you go first. I go first. No, you go first. No, you did a pride first. I know. I was making fun of you. Oh, who's on first? I can make, uh, I can make jokes too. Uh, oh, he's he's the running back. What? Um, mm, oh. First award. Some ASR for the listeners. I'll give the... The get out of here, Soto Award. Does it go to Soto? No, it goes to Glaber. Oh, nice. Glaber answered him, which was kind of cool. And then Soto answered back, which not as cool. Um, yeah, I, I mean, two game sets kind of tough. I, you either pick and choose or you end up talking about weird stuff. Uh, Glaber had a couple nice flashes of the leather again. We'll give, give the middle infielder grow some love um and yeah he had he had the nice homer tonight so uh and i i saw another i'll, I'll give another stat i guess i'm really jakey stats today but uh since may the 4th he's got the third most or tied for second most home runs in the major league which is pretty nuts from a guy that i came in with rookie starlin castro expectations um i mean this this dude's on pace to hit 30 home runs yeah would you rather go by Jakey Stats, Stat Boy Jake, or Jake the Stat Boy the Loser? Uh, Jakey Stats or Jakey the Stat Boy the Loser, because the middle one was awful. Stat Boy Jake? Stat Boy Jake is tough. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm sticking with Stat Boy Jake. Stat Boy Jake is something don't recover from. Okay, Stat Boy Jake. Um, all right, are you ready for my award? Uh, yeah. It's the, so. it's the Hey, I Don't Get You Ooh. award. Okay. I just don't get you. 
Okay. Giancarlo Stan. Mm. Three hits in the second set in the second game. Three sing yeah. three singles. And oh shit, I just dropped I just dropped my paper that Violently weird singles. I'll I'll keep it going while you have to pick up whatever you just dropped. It's my paper with my Giancarlo stats that I wrote out before we recorded so I could talk about them. Violently weird singles, yes. In his last 35 games, so since May, after April, he's got an 871 OPS, 10 home runs, and a 337 on base percentage. Pretty decent stats. Like, yeah. not even, yeah, but we're expecting more from Giancarlo. It's like, yes and no. Those are actually good. Like, yeah, we may be expecting more, but he's not that much off. Now, you put in his terrible April, and obviously they get dragged down. But since he started going, he's been going at a decent pace. He's on the same pace as he was last year. He just would need, like, an incredible summer again. I don't understand the way he hits a baseball. We've gone over it a million times. Yeah. In spring training, we did play-by-play, and I don't think we we shut up about it. It's so weird. His singles today were so weird. He's hitting a lot of infield singles. Is that normal? Is that part of his game, like seeing-eye singles? And I think that's just really weird. What's that? The infield single stuff. Yeah. He's got, like, more singles than home runs. Dude, it's, it's, it's so weird. I don't understand. Like, like ah, we're repeating ourselves because – He's. I mean, you're you're right that his stats look okay, but his stats still aren't Giancarlo Stan. The the on base percentage isn't near what it what it should be. Um, what was his on base percentage last year? Uh, his on base percentage last year was. You want to guess? Three eighty. Three seventy six. Yeah. Okay. So so since he's gotten going, it's been three three thirty seven lifetime. What was his OPS last year? Uh, 1.007. Yeah, so 8.71 right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the best That's the best year of his career. We're expecting, yeah. we're expecting more, but I think people are... I think his weirdness is getting him lesser in the eyes than... If he was out there with Judge's stance putting up these numbers, people would be like, okay, he's just going to get hot. This is cool, though. It's not that bad. But because he's trying like doing this weird ass shit, I think people are generally confused. Like, yo, I don't know what this guy's doing. This is the MVP think, from last year. I think you're kind of right there. Um, man, Giancarlo is going to become more of a story. Um, obviously everyone talks about Machado and Harper. People were talking about Harper playing in center field today. So he can do that. I'm yeah. Him playing one game is the same as playing a full season. Yeah. Let's have that conversation. I, I, I won't address that because he's going to get a big contract and can't do that. Um, man, the stand thing's going to be wild to watch over the next couple of years because he has the opt-out in 2020, but like the way baseball free agency looks, at, there's no way he would take that unless he went absolutely nut job next year. Still don't think. Look at J.D. Um, Martinez. Like I still don't think he would opt out. Yeah, and then he's on, he's on the books for a while, man. He's on the books till he's 37, so um, – and then if so, the Marlins pay us thirty million if he opts into the contract, which is kind of funny. Um, and if you factor that over the years, it it still it makes it kind of doable. But the whole thing's kind of weird. Um, I remember. Do you remember when it first, like when we first got Giancarlo, the rumors were like, oh, we were just going to use him for this year and then trade him after this year. Yeah, to make room. 
I like. I don't think that's a real human thing. Well, that's ESPN like that's, today. ESPN on their broadcast, we're just talking about uh, Degrom for Glaber because ESPN just does the most clickbaity shit ever. Whatever. So we're not going to talk about that. Let's move on to your next award. Wow, you're just going to wrap it up like that? Yeah. That was also your Tinder profile. Um, <laughs> I like that one. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> thought about just giving a, a completely random award, but I think it I think it would have made people sick to their stomach. Um let's go to the <laughs> um <laughs> Jakey giggles out in full force. Come on, stop boy Jake. Yeah, get it together. I, you know what? It's somebody who's just gotta be mentioned. I'll give the uh <laughs> I'll give I'll give the am, am I the old Brandon Drury award? And it's Neil Walker, man. Neil Walker's been kind of a missing person. He got one start. He went one for three, just doing disco Neil things. I thought he was going to play in the Mets series. Uh, he didn't. Man, it, he's another, you know, people start talking Drury and all this. I mean, isn't Neil Walker kind of the switch hitting veteran Drury that we're looking for right now? Um, and he can't get on the field. That's why I'm saying Drury's and, not going to get on the field unless someone's injured. So why bring him up to rot? And then uh, will Neil Walker get some of those at-bats? Um, I don't know. This award was mostly just so I can mention Neil Walker again. You've given him a lot of awards at times. But when... it's been a while. He hasn't even been able to play at all because freaking Gleba and Andujar. Freaking sound like Bronx Pinstripes. Gleba and Andujar stars, you know? Um, I have a question. Did you watch the video that was the Mets mic'd up video? Yes. Awesome video, by the way. Like, really awesome. They should mic up baseball and let you watch that. I don't know who found that, but find me more. If you don't know what we're talking about, when Noah Syndergaard threw behind Chase Utley's back to get redemption from the 2015 ALDS versus the Dodgers, where they hurt Tejada, was it? Um. Uh um, yeah, so, I thought it was Ruben Tata. Syndergaard got thrown out of the game after the first inning. The crew chief was at first base, comes in, and he's talking with Syndergaard. Then he's talking with um, Collins. It's awesome video. It's mic'd up. You can hear the full conversation, which you always want to hear, like what they actually say to each other. Neil Walker comes in at one point, and I just burst out laughing when he opened his mouth. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> such church boy Neil. Like, but wait. Doesn't he have to, like, you know, give us a warning or something? <laughs> Can we talk about this, man? <laughs> it's like, Neil, get out of here, you pacifist. We're yelling and screaming right now. <laughs> um, all right, so great. You gave Neil an award. Good job, Jake. Uh, here's my next award. I had two that I wanted to choose from. I was hoping you would take one from me so I could... what I was scared about. Mm, okay. This is the Anger Management Award. Mmm. And it's a tie between me and Greg Bird. And really, Greg Bird's not in there at all. Here's the situation at hand. I have tied myself so much to Greg Bird's success that when he does well, I don't even feel joy anymore. I just feel violent anger. I want to go up to people that I've had conversations with over and over again and just punch them in the face. And I don't think I've ever punched anyone in the face viciously in my entire life. And I can't unwrap myself from, from how much I've tied myself to bird success. So 
Bird had a rough start. I have stats, so this isn't just a weird conversation. I had I have stats. Bird just came off <clears throat> back from the DL. It was his 13th game back. Like so, okay, 13 games into the season, and he, he's not looking great. He's slumping. And people on Twitter, like I said, I've never seen him try to grasp for anger so much. We're just like, he's a bum. Send him down. How much longer do we have to put up with this bird struggle? What You know what I mean? Like, he's never done anything, blah, blah. Sure. And I totally get the injury-prone stuff. You can say that fair game. But, like, you can say whatever, but, but you can't say it after 13 games. Like, Jesus Christ, give the dude some room to get his timing back, to get back into the thick of things. So then I looked it up on Periscope, actually. Jenna, who's a watcher on Periscope, asked me how long until Bird got going when he came back up in 2017, in September. So in, in the first two weeks last year, he had a 171 on-base percentage after the first two weeks and a 460 OPS. That's very bad, guys. If it doesn't, very bad. If it doesn't start with eight, it's not great. If it starts with seven, it's eh. If it starts with like league average, yeah. If it starts with nine, it's good. If it starts with one, it's extraordinarily good. Like that's very good. Probably one, maybe when you see a guy hitting like three ninety, batting average wise. I think a lot of people don't like OPS because they don't know the range. Okay. So there, that's a little explanation. The OPS OPS range, Jimmy. Yeah. In week three and four last year. 355 batting average, 432 on base percentage, 1.303 OPS. In the playoffs, he was our most professional and consistent batter, swinging a drive to right. Swinging a drive to right. Swinging a drive to right. So people are like, I'm still can't even like just like gripping my thumb. Like, why are people so eager? Patience is allowed. So today, in his 14th game... Is gripping your thumb a known phrase? Did I say gripping my thumb? Yeah. It's like when you put your thumb inside and you squeeze it. I'm showing you Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I I mean, I get it. I just don't think people have ever said that. I don't... don't, I've never heard anyone say it either. Okay, cool. I was trying to give a description of what I'm doing. It works. I'm saying it in a nice way. All right, so I'm gripping my thumbs over here. Because it's like making a fist, but like gripping a thumb is like... Yeah. Almost preventing you from making a fist. Yes, don't make a fist, Jimmy. Okay. Um, So hopefully we enter this stretch, and now he's in his third and fourth weekend at Shadows last year. I hit a double and a home run in the game, the second game of this series. And anger management, I need to figure out how to untether myself and just enjoy Greg Bird and not have this, like, see, I fucking told you sense about me. So I'm sending myself to anger management classes. Um, so that's it. Uh, nice, dude. <laughs> it's really nice. All right, you're up. Next award. And then I have a, I have a little throwaway award, but you go first. I think I'm done. No, you, no, I get you. I went first. No, you went first. You're right. It's labor and Neil, dude. All right. You're shot. So the, the throwaway award, the extra award is the, uh, Mr. Pickoff. Yeah. What was that about? Was Sonny Gray just picking the picking the Nats? Are the Nats just incompetent? Man, I, you 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 can't just keep giving Sonny excuses. 
the Soto home run was such a backbreaker, but he walked the guy before that, so that's kind of what you get, Sonny. But, dude, the Nationals ran into five outs today, man. They're they're trying to hook you up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're helping you out. Dude, the pickoffs is crazy. Two pickoffs in one game? I don't even know. There's got to be got to be stats about his past pickoffs, but that was pretty fun. Um, shout out to the umps, the field umps. When Romine threw out Michael Taylor, who's a pinch runner. Hey, Romine, I didn't give you an award. They put in a pinch runner, and you throw that dude out, and you're Austin Romine. You were terrible at throwing runners out last year. Congrats, dude. Congrats to Romine. Yeah. So happy for him. Someone went back on Twitter and found a tweet that I wrote last year. I was like, what do you think now? And I was like, um, well, I still think he was bad last year because he was. I'm so happy that he's improved and is doing great this year. People are weird. <laughs> like, um, he was still yeah. bad last year, so that tweet still makes sense. But <laughs> <laughs> what? That's why that account, uh, Freezing Cold Takes, it's the biggest, the worst gimmick on the internet. I hate that account. Ooh, okay. I just think that guy thinks he's so cool. I outed you, and it's like, yeah, but everyone talks in the moment on Twitter. I, I think it's good if you if you're talking about a moment upcoming, like if you say if you, you know, if you if legit if project if, something. If it's Skip Bayless saying, "Oh, the Utah Jazz will win the championship yeah, this uh, year," yes. if you make a prediction and that prediction is wrong, but yeah. sometimes he just does it where like they're just talking about what's happening now. Like me saying Romine was bad at baseball last year was true last year, so you can't like be like go back and tag freezing cold takes because he's good this year. That's not that account. I hate yeah, that. I think it's a stupid gimmick. Um, I don't like it. Anyway, I think that's all for the show. Oh, no. Let's talk about Johnny Lasagna. This is another I kind of broke down the ratings of, of OPS, right? Uh, for people that weren't familiar with OPS. Someone asked me this. Um, I forget. But, dude, can you explain the Johnny Lasagna thing a little more? Like, Why is he getting a start? He has started 30 games in the Yankees system, 36, I think, and none at AAA. Why are we calling this dude up ahead of Sheffield? And why we are – is weird. So I'm going to go through it. You can chime in whenever you want, Jake. Johnny Lasagna, his real name is Jonathan Loisiga. I will, I'm trying to say that as little as possible. Jonathan Loisiga. He was a lottery draft pick from, I don't know what country he's from. I don't want to even try and say. Nicaragua, I think, actually. Nicar- yeah. Nicaragua. He was never a talented prospect. Like, I don't think he was a draft pick. Uh, um, international signing, international, there's, international. There's like a cool, there was a kind of a cool story on it. The scout, like, there was a 1 a.m. phone call, like, we need to have this guy by tomorrow or something, and they did it, which was kind of cool. Yeah. So, but he was he never made any top lists, any like for his class, for his no. year, for his, he was kind of always just like a bonus. Yeah, we'll pick up this guy. The Giants picked him up. He pitched for a little bit, and then they just let him go, and he was out. So from 2014 to 2015, he didn't play. 2015, the Yankees picked him up from a tryout. and like, yeah, dude, we'll give you a shot. He started one game, I think, maybe a couple, maybe two, but I think one game for hot, uh, Class A ball for the Yankees. He got hurt. He did terrible. He needed Tommy John. So now we're looking at like 13, 2013 with the Giants, 2014, nothing, 2015 with the Yankees. But Tommy John, 2016, last year, he started like putting together actual game logs and performances. Uh, 2016, 2017, two years in a row he did really well. And last year he pitched really well, but low. But the way it works is there's a Rule 5 draft. So if a guy has been in the minor leagues for five years, it's four years if you're a certain age, five years if you're a different age. And you haven't cracked the 40-man roster 
or played in the major leagues yet, then you are then any team can pick you. It's kind of like when they have um, expansion draft and you get to choose from other teams. That's what happened. Rule five, like so, you get to choose from the teams. That's how we got Ivan Nova, or Ivan Nova got taken from us long ago. Blah blah blah. When a player takes a player from the Rule Five draft, they have to put them on their forty man immediately and keep them there the whole year, which is now a popular thing to do. The San Diego Padres did that a couple years because they were tanking. They're like, we're just going to keep these young studs so no one else can steal them from us, but we're not going to play them at all. So the Yankees were wary of this, and they liked Lasagna what he was doing, even though he wasn't ready for the bigs. They didn't want him to get taken. So they put him on the 40-man roster this offseason so no one else could take him. The Yankees also had like 15 guys this offseason that were Rule 5 eligible, and they needed they could only save so many. So they saved Lasagna. They put him on the 40-man, but they had no intentions of him. Yankees saved lasagna. lasagna. Yeah, They had no intentions of him being where he is now. Cuts to now. They need a pitcher. They can bring up Sheffield, but that means Sheffield isn't on the 40-man. David Hale, I don't even think, is on the 40-man. If they bring up those guys, what would need to happen is they would need to get rid of a guy on the 40-man. means you have to DFA them, which means you have to basically cut them and let any other team pick them up. Options would be Cole, Shreve, Neil Walker, maybe if you want to keep digging. Wow. Right, like those would be the three, or 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 others on the forty man, like Sessa, um, that aren't in the twenty five man. I was thinking twenty five man. Anyway, you'd have to lose a complete de- player of depth just to bring up Sheffield, who you're rushing because he's highly touted, and you want to manicure him and do it perfect for him because he's supposed to be the truth. So it's okay. Do we do that and lose a player just to give Shep just to rush Sheffield and give him some starts, Chance Adams, or we have this guy in our forty man. No one else needs to – we don't need to lose a player of depth. Sure, he hasn't pitched in AAA, but he's on the 40-man, and he's doing really well. He did really well last year. And his the best thing about his game is he has a lot of pitches, and he doesn't walk anyone in like 40 big, innings. Big slider. Yeah. Big slider we've been told. Yeah, and he has like four walks on the on the year right now. So, I mean, that is how Lasagna got – to being making his MLB debut before making his triple a debut. And he's going to pitch on Friday, the first game of the year. I will not be able to watch be at a wedding in Utah. Looks for you. Dude. It really sucks for me. Also, we made Johnny lasagna shirts. They're at our store. talkingyankscom slash merch. They're pro- probably one of my favorite shirts we've made just because Johnny lasagna is an awesome nickname. If, Johnny Lasagna throws a no-hitter just like Domingo Hamon did in his first start. Everyone has to buy that shirt and share the link and buy one for all their friends. That's a deal. Deal, Jake? Right. Right. Deal. Because making a shirt for a spot starter who hasn't even pitched in AAA, who has not highly touted, is pretty ridiculous. But it was such pretty a... Pretty silly. Pretty silly. So silly, play. so silly that that's why I did it. You made a shirt. I've got another a comparison that I don't think you're going to like, but I think is somewhat applicable for the lasagna situation is that like, I mean, more so money was involved with this, but kind of like Glaber and Andujar, like with, with Andujar this year, like if they needed him on the team, they were going to call him up because they didn't care too much about the timeline stuff. Cause it's like, Oh, if he's good, well, okay. Andujar's good. We'll deal with that when he gets there. Glaber, they're like, Oh, Glaber's going to be really good. We're, we're not going to bring him up before that. 
you know, rookie deadline or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's, there's more roster transactions involved, which you were talking about, but that's the difference between Justice Sheffield and Lasagna right now. Like Lasagna, they're at this point, they're kind of playing with house money. Like, wow, this, this kid's dealing. Um, we did have him as a middler prospect. He's lined up to start. He's already on the 40 man. Yeah. Let's, let's roll some dice Which which like you said, with Sheffield, yeah, you got to start juggling the roster. And then when they, when they call up justice Sheffield, they want him on the team forever for the next forever years and they don't want to rush him and yeah that, that's they should handle him with gloves i mean lasagna it's a hey if you give us a good spot start sure maybe we'll toss you another you could be trade bait or maybe we keep you um if lasagna has a bad start they say hey good <laughs> now you got stuff to work on kid see you later yeah I'm excited for it. You know what? Someone put in my timeline. They were explaining why Boone might have used Shreve to save the bullpen, and they said for German lasagna, for, for Herman lasagna tomorrow. But it reads for German lasagna. So coming, mm. so coming up in the next two days, we got German lasagna, which sounds awful. I wouldn't eat that. I would, but well, you'd eat anything. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Right. Would be what would would be in a German lasagna. What would be in a German I mean, lasagna? Sausage, yeah, sausage, got, like, sausage brats. Like that's gonna be the meat. I mean, Germany still has, like, sauce. They're not known for their sauce. but It wouldn't be an Italian sauce. It'd be a weird sauce. It'd be a weird sauce, you're right. Cheese. Some, it'd be a weird cheese. No, the cheese would play. It'd be mushier than you want it to be. Don't tell me what I want to be mushy or not mushy. Fine. I won't. And that was talking Yanks. That was talking Yanks. Thank you very much. So this next series is kind of a whirlwind for me. So I'm going to have to – my first time not covering games all year. I'm probably going to have anxiety not being able to make gifts of Johnny Lasagna and all that shit, uh, which sucks. But then I'll be in New Jersey uh, come Sunday. It's going to be a whirlwind because I'm taking the red eye. Then the game is on Sunday. Then we're going to be recording. So I'll probably be a loopy mess that Sunday next recording session. But everyone, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Germany. Enjoy lasagna. Enjoy Yankees baseball because we're a very good team. Please don't try to just find everything that could be wrong with this team or that could be a problem in the future. And just enjoy really good baseball from a really good baseball team. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A whole lot of fun. Tanaka needs I hope Tanaka gets better. I miss him already. He got sick today. Wow. He got sick today. They sent him home. A little, uh, little Vegas flu. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm on the DL now. Okay, time to yeah. really rip that Zambuca or whatever. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it a real Tanaka Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sapporo, Sapporo, Sapporo. Zambuco? <laughs> you think that's what he was sipping on? No, I, I missed, <laughs> I missed, I missed, I misremembered what Sapporo was and said Zambuca. All right, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. Give us a rating. Give us a subscribe, rate, review. We're going to have a review contest soon because we haven't been getting reviews soon. And I, I, want, I, I like when we get reviews because it's better for us. So thank you and enjoy. And go Yankees, go Yankees, go Yankees, go Yankees, go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.